Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Mount Lockmore podcast, episode 12 here on the Coda Sports Gambling Network. I'm Pace Meyer, your host. You can find me on Twitter at Coda Capper Pace. And alongside me, like every single week, is BRUS35 on Twitter, Brandon Russell. Brandon, excited to have you back again. And uh, how are you how you doing? Uh, not too bad, man. Just, you know, rolling along, living the dream out here in uh, the Black Hills. Uh, ready to talk gambling, uh, some interesting stories, uh, you know, ready, ready to get it going. There we go. Ready to get it going. That's the uh, the word of the day here on Thursday, February 11th. Brandon, you kind of touched on it briefly, but there was some uh, South Dakota sports betting news uh, from uh, yesterday morning. And uh, Nate Brown, he was on the show, our first official guest. You can find him at Nate Sports Guy on Twitter. And Friend he had a nice thread going out there. Uh, big, uh, He's a big betting guy. He, he knows what's going on in South Dakota. And uh, the Senate Bill 44 passed uh, Brandon 32 to 2. So it looks like it'll go uh, past the House. And then uh, this will make sports betting legal in Deadwood in the city limits. However, that's, that's big right there in the Deadwood city limits. Many South Dakota voters, uh, it looked like, wanted to, you know, that statewide access on mobile betting, which is huge, right? You just don't have mm-hmm. to be in Deadwood. You can be all across the, the state of South Dakota. But it sounds like, Brandon, the governor does not su- support statewide betting right now. Just uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, I've had many uh, conversations about it. I'm um, kind of disappointed. I mean, it's a, it's a stepping stone, obviously, to bigger things for the state, but... Um, I feel like we're just uh, leaving so much money on the table. Like if we went to mobile betting, it includes the whole state. Um, but right now we're alienating pretty much the entire east side of the state. They'll go down to Iowa and gamble or, you know, do whatever they still do to gamble. Um, nobody from – I like people from rapid city won't even drive up here to place bets. They'll still do whatever they're doing. Hell, I live in lead. I live on, you know, five minutes away and I still probably the the only time I'll bet in Deadwood is when I'm out and about in Deadwood, like gambling on other things, blackjack or, uh, you know, slots or whatever. So it's kind of just disappointing that, you know, we're leaving all this money out on the table and uh, not to get too political, but the governor says, you know, she wants what's best for the state. And, but, is leaving all this money on out there really what's best for the state i i don't know i've been gotten into some uh uh, discussions the last couple days about you know what uh the whole state and just trying to bring money into south dakota uh but it is it's it's a start you know um i think bigger and better things are down the road obviously um with sports betting uh Governor can't pretend like it's, you know, the 19th century for too much longer. It's going to come whether she likes it or not. So, uh, yeah, that's my two cents. I agree. I definitely think it's interesting, too. It passed this, the Senate Bill 44, 32 to 2. So it wasn't unanimous, uh, which is very interesting. Two people said no, uh, but you had 32 that said yes, obviously. And, and you hit it right on the head there, Brandon. Governor Noam said she wants what's best. And I, like I said, we hate to get political and all that jazz, but she wants what's best for the state. So wouldn't that mean to you? And to me, it means you'd want betting just across the whole state, you know, statewide. I mean, it's not even like we're looking, like, obviously we're degenerate gamblers and, you know, we're (laughs) going to look at it from, oh, I want to sit my ass on the couch and bet. 
you know, uh, which is obviously a plus. I don't want to have to drive down to Deadwood to place a bet. Um, but I mean, just think of all the money that is just leaving being left out there. Um, I mean, all this money that could go to making the state better, making schools better, more jobs for people. Like it's just, you know, it's kind of disheartening that for her to say, you know, she wants what's best for the state of South Dakota. And then she says, Oh, but we don't want all this money to come into the state. So, yeah. Yeah. Nate, uh, Nate Brown did mention that he believed, uh, you know, statewide mobile access will be continued to be pursued. Uh, the revenue numbers could be analyzed there in 21 and two, 2021 and 2022. So uh, interesting there, but again, uh, the first step uh, of many and uh, it's good news and it's bad news, but uh, at least there's no news, right, Brandon? There's some States out there that have no gambling news. Exactly. My, like my friends back in Ohio, they just <laughs> sit there and every state that touches them has uh, legal, legal sports betting, mobile sports betting, but Ohio just sits there and just, refuses to do anything about it. I think that by the end of the year, we will see something from, you know, the state of Ohio. And, um, but yeah, here in South Dakota, we got to drive the historic Deadwood to make a bet. <laughs> hey, historic Deadwood's not a bad place to make a bet. It's just, if you live on that, in that East river side of uh, the state. Yeah, exactly. Like it's alienating, alienating the largest city in the state from, you know, gambling and, uh, there's plenty of there's three college towns over there Aberdeen Brookings and Vermilion and uh but you know all those people are just going to go to Iowa now to place their bets or do whatever they do now normally it's not going to be any different for them um so you know hopefully down the road sooner than later we'll see uh some some changes um but it is it's a stepping stone there we go. It is a stepping stone. That is a nice way to put it there, B. Russ. Uh, we'll have you uh, all the South Dakota gambling news. We'll keep you up to date with. And that's just the latest uh, news we're hearing that came out uh, yesterday morning, uh, February 9th. So a state brand in that uh, saw some increase of uh, revenue from the Super Bowl was New Jersey. Uh, they wagered $117.4 million on the Super Bowl game, which was a 116% increase from last year's Super Bowl game of just 54. 3 million. So pretty insane jump there. 116%. I mean, that's just a ton of money going in. Like people just love to gamble. Like people, it makes the games more interesting. It gets you involved. I mean, I never watch any low level college basketball games, but you know, I'm here watching Drake try to cover, you know, or watching UConn and Providence this afternoon watching UConn get beat down, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, a lot of money. That's $160 million on one game is just insane. Uh, and you know, prop bets, that's really what it is. Like prop bets. People love, love yeah. prop bets for, especially for the Super Bowl. That's, that's the huge, uh, money maker there. Yeah, you just get your non, you know, degenerates like like you and I who are just, you know, oh, I'll throw five bucks on the anthem, you know, ten bucks yeah. uh, on the weekend's first song or whatever. So mm -hmm. uh, the profits are huge, are huge for that. So one guy though, Tom Brady, uh, interesting controversy uh, kind of surrounding him. Uh, he had joked with the Buccaneers quarterback coach, uh, the over under uh, for his rushing yards in the Super Bowl game was set at half a half a yard, Brandon. 
And uh, he, he had joked with uh, the, the Buccaneers Super Bowl or the Buccaneers quarterback coach and some other players uh, on the roster saying, hey, let's, let's throw down a million, two, $2 million, and let's uh, pay for that offseason, you know, those offseason acquisitions and, and things like that. Obviously, you can't bet on sports if, if you're a pro sports guy, uh, but it was just kind of interesting, Brandon, to, to see that. I don't know if you did see that, but Brady just kind of talking about, hey, I can make a quick, uh, quick million bucks on this prop bet. Obviously, no sports bet. Sportsbook takes that high of prop bet, but uh, just kind of funny news there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just funny that even the, the greatest of all time is even keeping up, keeping <laughs> an eye on, you know, what his rushing yard over under is or, you know, how many touchdowns he's going to throw for, who's going to be the, you know, first touchdown of the game and all just this different stuff. I mean, even the, even the greatest have to keep an eye on it. Exactly. And I'll just kind of read you uh, the quote here. Very interesting quote from uh, the Buccaneers quarterback coach, Clyde Christensen. He said, quote, I'll give you one funny story from our last quarterback meeting before the Super Bowl. Uh, this is on the actually Pat McAfee show. Great show on YouTube there. Uh, he said he walked in and, and Brady goes, hey, I got an idea. There's this half yard over under for me rushing for half a yard in the Super Bowl. Here's what I'm saying. We all put down one million dollars and the first time uh, they're in two, three techniques. He, he's going to gain six yards. And we're going to go sit on that thing and protect it for the rest of the way. And we're going to, you know, fund our offseason with that money. Uh, unfortunately, Brady ended up with negative rushing yards just because with the kneeling at the end of the game. But uh, just a very interesting story there. Yeah, I mean, it's always it's just always interesting to see what the what's going on in the, you know, minds of athletes. Obviously, they enjoy throwing their money down. I mean, clearly he didn't do it. Um <laughs> But are we throwing up? Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Fake quotes? Fake yeah, that's like, you know, Floyd Mayweather ne never bets on himself. But, you know, <laughs> he's got 15 different dudes throwing bets down on him. But, uh, yeah, it's just always uh, always interesting to get into the minds of uh, athletes. Exactly. Now, there was a fan, Brandon, and you kind of brought this up, uh, the streaker uh, at the Super Bowl. And uh, it sounds like he was trying to make a little money off that prop bet as well. Yeah, so – I mean, from what I saw on Twitter, I don't know how true this is or not, but there was a prop bet uh, for during the Super Bowl, whether if there was going to be a streaker or not. And yes, was set at plus 750. And this guy threw down 50 grand on yes. So his him and his buddy go to the game. His buddy jumps down on the field to distract the, uh, you know, security and all that. And he takes off obviously makes it all the way across the field, uh, gets tackled at the one yard line. And he ended up making $375,000 on the bet. You know, it's, I saw it was a thousand dollars to, uh, post bond or bail or whatever. Yep, yep. So, I mean, he ends up netting $374,000. I mean, that's, I'd, I'd go to jail for $374,000. I was going to say, are, are we overthinking this like too much? Like what if we just put all of our money we made every single year into this prop bet and you and I go streak at the Super Bowl? I mean, I mean, this yeah. man's, he's a, he's a genius. Like yeah. what, why have I never thought of like, it's just <laughs> the, the way people think, like I've never even thought to be like, Oh, I'll, you know, throw down this much money and go run across this football field at the uh, Super Bowl it just yeah he genius yeah I know if I was in high school and if I was really into betting and uh when I would sing the national anthem uh before our high school games 
we should have had a prop bet. You know, how long is it going to take Pace to sing the national mm -hmm. anthem? And I would just automatically go over the time and just make thousands of dollars. Exactly. It's I mean, too easy. So some, um, sometimes it's crazy that, you know, it, it can be rigged like that. Like I yeah. mean, you know, just people don't think, but then you got the geniuses of the world, like this guy who just like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to throw 50,000 down on yes. And I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> I know the sports book, uh, Brandon, he did claim to use, uh, said they were going to kind of investigate the wager because uh, they had only, they, they had a limit on prop bets. You can only put down a thousand dollars. So for him to say he put down, you know what, 50,000, obviously mm -hmm. uh, something has to be investigated there. So this yeah. is a very interesting, uh, interesting story. A couple two Super Bowl gambling stories, one from Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. And of course, some weird, weird ass streaker who uh, <laughs> wearing a, who know I don't know, a thong and a, a bikini damn near it looked like. So very interesting. Hey, he looked, it looked like the, um, the Borat swimsuit in the first Borat, oh. that green one. That I think that's like exactly that's what I thought of when I saw it. Exactly. When my when the fiance Sid saw that, she was like, "That guy is kind of cute." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What's what's going on here?" And I showed yeah, her that's... the pictures after because obviously all the still photos. And she's like, "Okay, fine, fine. He he wasn't that cute." I'm like, "Jesus, like, what, yeah, let's pop the brakes here, Sid. Like, yeah, you're already you're already locked down. You don't need to have your eyes on some <laughs> dude." Exactly. Uh, running across the field at the Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly. How'd you fare on Monday, February 8th? A recap. How'd you do? Uh, quick recap. Just, you know, went two and two. I had the Oilers puck line. Um, so that came out as a win. Uh, Gonzaga minus 10 and a half. Fell asleep. Woke up. You know, it's always nice to wake up uh, <laughs> to wins, no matter whether if it was by a point or not. It yeah, wins yep. a win. And I, um, before Brandon, you move on. I'm glad I got that at, I waited to get that at minus 10 and a half because when we did our show on Monday, I think uh, the lines were think, on Sunday night minus 11 and a half. Yeah, I had it. At, I think I said 11 on yeah, yeah. our show on Monday. Um, I ended up getting it at 10 and a half. So uh, when there, Gonzaga, I don't know if they're just, you know, kind of on cruise control right now, yeah. but, you know, they'll they'll turn it on when they need to. Um, Canucks lease over six and a half loss. They just, I, they just didn't put the puck in that, you know, what do you want to do? And then we had what might've been the funniest thing I've seen in a long time was warriors money line. They were looking good. And then, you know, they're down three with like six, seven seconds to go, something like that. They're trying to get the ball inbounded to Steph to get a three off. He's being, you know, face guarded and, so they get the ball into none other than the elite three-point shooter, Draymond Green. And Draymond with like gets the ball, doesn't do like a half, he lets a half a second go off the clock and just chucks the worst looking three I've ever seen in my life. Like I I wasn't watching the game and then I can't remember. I think my it was either you or my buddy texted me and was like, Did you just see Draymond Green's? <laughs> attempted three-pointer to tie the game and i was like no so obviously i went on twitter and he was just getting absolutely roasted on twitter and a, even though it resulted in a loss i can't stand dream on green so it it was funny it was hilarious tough break there for b russ on monday but uh so you end up going two and two you said yeah two and two all right not bad not bad i also ended up going two and two uh, the Miami at UNC game was postponed. Heck, I think that's like my third or fourth game I've picked uh, as a lock that has been postponed in our first 12 episodes. So um, that kind of sucks. But the brothel coin, unfortunately, took a step back. It's now four and three. 
the New York Islanders got the best of the Rangers uh, on the road. So the brothel coin for you, oh, those of you that don't know, uh, I picked up a brothel coin in Deadwood, South Dakota, not long ago from Miss Kitty's uh, brothel. And I flip it for one NHL game every episode. So we have another one coming up uh, later in the episode. So I lost that one. The coin is now four and three. Uh, I did win Gonzaga minus 10 and a half at BYU. That was an 11 point game. So a uh, nice win there. Uh, I won a Milwaukee in the NBA minus three and a half at Denver. They Denver hung around, but Milwaukee kind of got them at the end there and won by, I think it was 12 or 15 points. And, and then I lost Austin P in the weeds. Uh, like Brandon always says, I'm always in the weeds with some of these basketball picks. And I lost the Austin P minus 12 and a half against UT Martin. And I went to the NHL for another game, Brandon, besides the brothel coin. And I lost the Carolina Columbus over five and a half. Now your Columbus Blue Jackets, Brandon, they got some shit going on in that organization. I, we're a month into the season, dude, and I'm already just exhausted. Um, you know, I don't know what the hell's going on. We traded our cornerstone center um, like four games into the season because uh, he wasn't happy. Uh, so we get a star in return and Patrick Line, and then, you know, he gets benched the other night and then it comes out that, you know, he might've been, you know, uh, not back talking, but like he was given uh, an assistant coach some sass or something. And then Mika Koivu retires the next day and John Tortorella, you know, is a, I think on a power trip. And so it's all just kind of, um, I'm exhausted already. It's going to be a long, long 56 games. It's, it's tough. Um, I don't know how some of these teams who are in like turmoil all the time or, you know, just like auto or Toronto fans are always mad about something. I don't know how they do it all the time. Like usually I'm just like, Oh, the blue jacket, hey, you know, <laughs> happy go lucky blue jackets. Um, but I mean, it's exhausting. I hate it. Um, between that and West Virginia basketball, they're going to give me a heart attack at some point before the season's over. Um, yeah, I, my health is going to be just diminished by the time uh, April April rolls around. I was going to say, don't go croaking on us yet. You know, I need you. <laughs> we need <Yeah>. you here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm trying. I'm, I'm going to stay alive as long as I can. But if my teams do something to me, then you, <laughs> then, you know, you got to find a new co-host for this, for this podcast. Well, hopefully that does not uh, happen. Uh, the Blue Jackets are 0-6 uh, against the spread on the road. Some of the better teams uh, against the spread at home, though, are the Jets. They're seven and one, and your Chicago Blackhawks are actually six and zero uh, against the spread at home. They're five and three against the spread on the road. So that's uh, some interesting stuff there as well. And then there's a, a couple teams uh, that include the Kings, Red Wings, Lightning, Flames, and Capitals, who are five and one ATS at home. I mean, I, like I said last week, you know, I think the you know the Blackhawks are kind of surprising. A lot of people. I'm. I'm gonna do it. I'm taking them off the fade list. Whoa! Blackhawks off the fade list. Breaking news. Off the yep. fade list for B. Russ. Scratch. Scratch them off. Blackhawks <laughs> off the fade list. It's just now Ottawa and Detroit. All right, Ottawa and Detroit as the Blackhawks, who are 11 and three against the spread this season, six and zero at home, five and three on the road. Come off Brandon's fade list. There, the Jets. Brandon are 10 and two against the spread. I don't know. Have you caught any of those games this year? Um, you know, I, I love me some, uh, Canadian, uh, hockey and with, uh, former blue jacket PLD getting traded there earlier of his first game there was yesterday. So I've been kind of keeping an eye on 
uh, Winnipeg and they've been, you know, surprised. I didn't expect them to, uh, you know, be this good to start off the season, but they're just rolling along. It's that Connor Hellebuck, Vesna Trophy winner from last year. Uh, he's just cruising right along. And as he goes, they go. So, yeah, I mean, it, I like what the Jets are doing. It's good to see they're up in Canada. Uh, Brandon's a big uh, fan of the Canadian overs and uh, wrote a blog about it at uh, www.codasportscappers.com. We have free picks daily, so you can check all those out as well. Brandon, uh, one thing before in the NHL, before we kind of move on, the Las Vegas Golden Knights are at home tonight, uh, Thursday, February 11th. They are, the over-under at home is 7-1 and one for the Vegas Golden Knights, and they host Anaheim. So definitely something to look out for there as the over-under uh, is set at 5.5. Uh, yeah, that's another team that I just feel like they just score goals in bunches. Um, I have taken the over in their games multiple times this season, and I don't foresee them not scoring goals. Like they just put pucks in the net, like at, at extremely high rate. They're up there. They're probably one of the better, best offensive teams in the league, them in Tampa and Toronto. Um, so yeah, just, especially at five and a half, like that's, insane to me that they keep setting these over-unders at five and a half um, for night's games. Like they're, they could do that by themselves night in and night out. Now, Brandon, as many people know, I'm not a super big NHL guy. Again, trying to get into it more, watching more hockey and stuff like that. And of course the wild being on that COVID break uh, hasn't helped, but I'm, I'm, I'm watching some new teams and that's always fun as well. But as far as like over unders go, do you see anything that's like above six and a half or is it kind of right? Always in that five and a half. No, it's always five and a half, six and a half. That's yeah. I've never seen anything over six and a half. Um, Yeah. That's uh, not very often. I, if I ever see it, I'm taking it just because that, that'd be a wild ride. If I saw any like set over seven, I, that Oof. would be insane. And I would have, I would have to take that. Yeah. You'd be sweating every period, man. That'd be crazy. So there we go. That's uh, some NHL talk there. Brandon's the NHL guy. Again, you can find him on Twitter at brus 35 Brandon, uh, we have an interesting announcement. Well, not really interesting, but fun. We have a new show coming. The, uh, the F's Dakota FCS Pick'em show. If you don't know a lick about football or the uh, football championship subdivision, it's called FCS. You have South Dakota State, you have South Dakota, North Dakota State, University of North Dakota. Those teams, they're in the Missouri Valley. Very big, uh, especially in the Dakotas, because since we have no pro teams here, obviously we lean towards uh, the football side of things. And man, that, that's fun. Obviously, the season's during football season, late in the fall there. But with COVID, they're having a spring season here, Brandon. And there's been a handful of teams that have opted out but a handful of teams that are ready to roll and uh, North Dakota state is included in that along with USD SDSU. And of course, UND it's going to be uh, on YouTube, probably uh, drop either Friday night or Saturday morning. We're still trying to iron out some details. We're going to do a season preview and that'll drop next week sometime with a uh, season one preview uh, or excuse me, a uh, week one preview later on in the week. So just kind of excited, Brandon. I know you said you don't know a lot about FCS football, but uh, you've been diving in that, FCS Twitter game and uh, following some accounts and, and trying to learn some things. Yeah. You know, usually I'm preoccupied with big boy football, <laughs> Oh um, boy! you know, we got <laughs> power five football to worry about uh, as a West Virginia alum, but no, I'm excited. I think it's, you know, spring football. It's going to be really interesting to see uh, what happens. I'm excited to learn, you know, about the FCS. Uh, 
I know the show runs through Brookings uh, every year. It always does. Uh, South Dakota State runs the FCS. That's what I've heard. Um, no, I haven't gotten any biased opinions on that or anything. Um, but yeah, North Dakota State's the little brother to South Dakota State. But that's just <laughs> that's what I've heard. <laughs> oh, the trash talk! I can't wait for this trash talk. So now, obviously, Brandon, you're a West Virginia alum. You live obviously in South Dakota. Who? Are you going to put your allegiance to? Are you going to be a South Dakota State Jackrabbit fan? Are you going to be a USD Coyote? Or you want to dip over to North Dakota and cheer for the Bison? Um, no, I'm not jumping on the Bison bandwagon. <laughs> uh, if th- this is my official announcement, I'm I'm Jackrabbit. Oh, there we go. Throw them up. Let's go. Throw the Use up, up, baby. All right. Big announce, man. Big announcements here in episode 12. Brandon is going to roll with South Dakota State. He'll be cheering for them this season. So this will be this will be a fun show now. That if you're if you're rolling with South Coast State, obviously me being an NDSU alum, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have some battles and, and it's gonna be fun. So that show will drop on YouTube. Every episode will be on YouTube, and um, so check us out at Coda Cappers on YouTube. Like I said, uh, we'll the first uh, season preview episode will drop next week, and then uh, the week one preview will also drop probably later in the week. So it should be fun. Bunch of games next weekend, and uh, the Super Bowl's done. Obviously no. Big boy football, as Brandon says. Uh, but hey, it's the spring. Now we got hockey. We got March Madness rolling. We got the Masters coming up. The Kentucky Derby coming up, and throwing a little FCS football. So it should be a good time. Listen, I've you know I've been doing my research. Uh, I've seen some preseason polls, and I mean the Missouri Valley Football Conference is just an absolute wagon. Like they have, from what I've seen, they're gonna have like six teams in the top 15 or something ridiculous like that. Like, you know, North Dakota state's obviously number one, you got Northern Iowa and uh, South Dakota state. And, you know, there's always uh, Youngstown state's always been relevant in the FCS and you got South Dakota's on the come up. So yeah, it's going to be, it's, I'm excited. I'm ready to dive into the unknown. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. Obviously no trade trade Lance for NDSU. There'll also be no Kate Johnson uh, in the Missouri Valley Football Conference or Ellerson Smith. Those guys are headed uh, to the NFL. So uh, some departures from some big FCS names. So that's unfortunately kind of sucks that we won't see those guys. But again, like Brandon said, it's going to be a wild ride. It's going to be fun. So uh, check us out. We're also going to create a new Twitter for uh, the, the new show. So be, be sure to be on the lookout for that. You can follow our main account at Coda Cappers. And again, on our website, free picks and all that jazz are all of our free picks www.codasportscappers.com. Uh, let's let's take a look at some college basketball championship odds uh, for this uh, this March Madness tournament here, Brandon. And uh, just kind of at the top, you have Gonzaga, Baylor at plus three hundred, a little three to one action. You also have Villanova and Michigan is up there as well. Texas, uh, who seems to kind of be struggling as of late, they're picking up some wins, but uh, they're not dominating as they were earlier in the season. You also have Wisconsin, who played uh, Nebraska on Wednesday night, Ohio State, Florida State, all at plus 1,600. Uh, I'm trying to look down the line a little bit. You have Illinois, maybe 20 to 1. I don't hate that for some value. Um, and then you saw you have your Kansases and your Oklahomas at plus 4,000, a little 40 to 1. So, Brandon, uh, just kind of is there any value on these picks as we uh, are not too far away from March Madness season? What's, uh, what's West Virginia at? West, your boys, West Virginia. Let's see. West Virginia is 50 to one. It's the disrespect <laughs> of West Virginia. They lost a McDonald's All-American and they are a better team without him 
Oscar Sheway can kick rocks. He can have fun with Coach Cal and, and the losers over there in UK. Um, I, you know, I'm gonna. I've, <laughs> I've always, you know, got my heart ripped out by West Virginia sports. Uh, West Virginia basketball recently has been not kind to me. Uh, so, but I'm gonna drink the Kool Aid. I'm gonna say it. I think this West Virginia team can make a run. Ooh in March and they could be playing in that first weekend in April in Lucas oil stadium in uh, Indianapolis. I can't believe I just said that, but I'm going <laughs> to roll with it. I'm excited about where this team's at. They can finally put the ball in the hoop. Um, you know, the past teams they've struggled to score. They haven't had a guy that can just go and get a bucket when you need it. They have multiple guys who can do that. You saw Miles McBride put up career high. Taz Sherman's put up career high. Uh, John McNeil has put up career high. Derek Culver's put up a career high all within like the last two weeks. Uh, defense not as elite as it has been, but you know with uh, the top fifteen offensive efficiency, you're going to see a little dip in uh, you know defensive efficiency. But I think you know to win national championships, you got to be able to score when. Uh, you know, you got to be able to score when you can't get a bucket. And, uh, you know, Miles McBride can do that. And I think he is going to be a catalyst uh, in a deep run for West Virginia here. So West Virginia plus 5,000. All right, book it. Yeah, you know, we really could have seen what I think they are really capable of. They were supposed to play Baylor twice in like a three-day span next week. But uh, with, you know, I, maybe Baylor's scared of West Virginia. I don't know. Are they ducking West Virginia? Ooh, Who's to say? And nobody, nobody knows. I haven't, I haven't seen anything that is uh, not proven that. But uh, yeah, so we won't get Baylor. I don't think they're going to try and make those games up. Um, so yeah, we got Oklahoma at home. Then we got to go to Austin, and then we finish up with TCU and uh, uh, that D two school um, out in Kansas. Uh, so, yeah, I think that they're hitting their stride at the right time. And, you know, we'll see what happens come March and the Big 12 tournament, if they play tournaments or, you know, whatever. And then, uh, you know, that first weekend, they're that third weekend in March, right around uh, St. Patty's Day. Yeah, should be fun. Can't wait. Always the best time of the year. So it should be a very good time. So Easily, Grant, easily the best time of the year. Oh, easily. Um you, we're going to do a bracket challenge. Uh, before we get into that, mm -hmm. how many brackets do you fill out uh, usually? And and are you filling out on the computer or are you old school pen and paper? Um, You know, I always used to love growing up filling out just like, I don't know, just looking at it and, you know, crossing names off and, you know, just highlighting what was right and, you yep. know, scratching out what was wrong. But, you know, recently it's been more electronics and on uh, – online yeah so i maybe i'll fill one out just on pen and paper just to you know have that thrill of you know highlighting and marking out all the wrong ones that i'm gonna get but uh yeah i usually fill out uh at least two or three there's my one that i think's gonna happen like you know the mostly chalk you gonzaga winning or baylor winning or whatever then there's the one where i have you know, West Virginia winning it. And then there's the one where there's just pure chaos. Uh, yeah. And speaking of, we have a uh, 
March Madness bracket challenge that we're going to be doing. Uh, we're trying to uh, finalize some of the details as we're probably going to do it through uh, ESPN. And so just keep an eye out for that in the coming weeks once the bracket gets set. Uh, obviously, uh, did a little bit of a different schedule this year. First four is going to be on Thursday and first round is going to be second round, I guess, if you want to say is going to be on that Friday, which I hate that they did. I hate, hate, yeah, hate that they did that. It sucks, man. That Thursday is the greatest day of the year. Like, there's no question about it. I used to take off Thursday and Friday uh, at my jobs and just go to the bar with buddies and just drink and watch basketball for 10 hours. It was <laughs> fantastic. But now, gotta wait till Friday. I mean, we are going to have Monday. I, they're going to have Monday games, so we'll see how that goes. I might take Monday off. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. A little take a little Friday, Monday off. I don't hate that mm-hmm. either. No. Yeah, that's always the best the best time. So I'm kind of right there with you. I fill it out electronically uh, when I was little. Again, highlighters are my best friend. I uh, love filling it out in, in pen and paper and all that, and pencil even too. But like Brandon said, we're going to have a challenge. Anyone can join. Um, again, just follow all of our socials at Coda Cappers and our website, www.codasportscappers.com. Uh, we'll have more information as, the, uh, as we get a little closer to tournament time. So Brandon, one of these teams though from the Summit League is going to make it to the March Madness tournament. And uh, it's right now it's looking like USD, the South Dakota uh, Coyotes. They are nine and one. Yeah, there you go. So Brandon, if he wants to switch his, uh, his allegiance from the Jackrabbits to the Coyotes, you know, maybe you want to do that. I don't know. Maybe I'll bounce it. Maybe I'll be a USD basketball guy and a Ooh. SDSU football guy. Is that, is that frowned upon? You know, it, I think it is. It's like being an NDSU football fan and a UND hockey fan, a little frowned upon. Um. Yeah, I'm sure Andy will text me and let me know. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm I'm Jacks all the way. All right, he's, he's Jacks all the way. He's through and through Jackrabbit blood. So we have uh, South Dakota, who is on top of the Summer League currently, nine and one in Summer League play. They play on February 13th, the day before Valentine's. They go on the road to take on UND, who is five and seven. Obviously, no lines are out yet, but we just kind of want to let you know about these games. And then, uh, yeah, Brandon's team, the South Dakota State Jackrabbits, are also on the road near the top of the Summit League, and they're headed to Oral Roberts, the Golden Eagles. So that'll be a very, very interesting contest uh, late in the evening on February 13th. And then you have uh, two other games that eh, I don't really care about. You have Denver and Western Illinois, who are combined 4-14 and in Summit League play. I'll bet on it because there's going to be a line on it. I won't watch because those teams are god-awful. And then finishing out the evening on, on Saturday, February 13th, is Omaha, and UM Kansas City, Kansas City Ruse. Eh, first league, first time back in the league, the Summit League since 2012, I believe. They're actually not playing too bad. They're three and five in the Summit and seven and 10 overall. So those are the four games. And obviously you have your, your next uh, double headers on Sunday. So it should be another great weekend of Summit League basketball. Excited to see Brandon. Now do you get a lot, you watch a lot of Summit League basketball or I know you're, you know, you love that big boy football uh, and you love your West Virginia basketball, but you get to watch some summer league games or no? Yeah. I mean, we were, me and uh, Andy were at the bar on Saturday watching. Uh, he's a big, you know, UNC fan for God knows what reason they were playing Duke. So we were there and then Jack rabbits are on one TV, the tar heel heels are on the other TV. So we're sitting there watching uh, the Jack rabbits come back from 11 down or win by 11 after being down to uh, the Yotes on Saturday. So yeah, I do. I, enjoy watching some summit league but i was just any basketball college basketball just the there's something different about 
it compared to, you know, the NBA. I do enjoy the NBA, but just something about the pageantry and the sloppiness of college basketball is what makes it makes it so great. Yep, and it's uh, that's what makes it so great to bet on. You know, either way, uh, every possession matters. So that's that's always fun as well. So we'll have uh, free pick previews for all those summer league uh, basketball games this weekend. Make sure to check out our website, Brandon. Though we want to get to our locks, we want to give the people some winners. And uh, let's start with you. Who you rolling with on Thursday, February 11th? Your locks. It's back, folks. Oh boy, the over Canada parlay is back. We love we it. Got three. We got three games in the North Division on Thursday night. We got. Edmonton and Montreal, all of them said it six and a half. We're going to need a lot, a lot of goals Oof. here, but I, like I said, I'm going to bet this until, uh, until it hits. So we got Edmonton and Montreal over six and a half, Ottawa and Winnipeg over six and a half, Calgary and Vancouver over six and a half. So Toronto not playing tomorrow since there's only seven teams. Um, I mean, it's the day that this hits, I, it might be the most exhilarating day of my life. I love <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like chasing a high. Yep. These overs in the North Division. They're just something about it. Something about those Canada boys just putting pucks on pucks in the net. Can you promise uh, us, Brandon, when that's getting very close to hit? Please film. Please film yourself in yes, the final moment. Okay. Of yes. Last yes. Game. I'll go live. I'll go if. Yes. When I'll go live on you know and I'll go live on Instagram too. There we go. Uh, watch the last little bit of what it'll probably be Calgary and Vancouver. If the first two hit Calgary and Vancouver late in the third and it's, you know, three to three or something or four to two, you know, I'll go, I'll go live. All right. Um, yeah. That's, that's my promise to the people. <laughs> we love it. There we go. Um, all right. Um, and then, yeah, your other ones, of course. Sorry. All right. So you mentioned it earlier. Like, I don't know what Vegas is thinking. Uh, Anaheim and Vegas over five and a half. In NHL as well, that just seems like I'm stealing money from them. Um, and then you got uh, the USC Trojans heading to uh, Seattle to take on a awful uh, Washington Huskies team. They are minus 12 and a half. I think USC is the best team in the Pac-12. I think that they could be up there as a, you know, three four or five seeds somewhere in there i think they could make some noise in march uh evan mobley is a you know lottery pick dude's a beast um so i like usc minus 12 and a half uh, out in seattle and then um my last one we're going to uh the great northwest as well in the nba and we're going with the philadelphia 76ers minus one and a half in the first quarter again uh Blazers not great in the first quarter and Philadelphia I think is uh it just seems like it's Philadelphia's year to make a run to the finals and I like what they're doing I think Joel Embiid is uh if not the leader he's one of the leaders for uh, MVP in the NBA right now so I like what uh the Sixers are doing I minus one and a half in the first quarter I think they you know get out to uh, five to seven point lead and never look back yeah those first quarter overs if uh you aren't into it you should get into it because you can make mm -hmm. some money uh betting against the trail real quick too real quick too yep you can make some money against the, against the blazers and the golden state warriors brandon are pretty solid in that first quarter too mm -hmm. well i mean the they played uh the spurs the other night i took them 
uh, Warriors. It was like minus a half in the first quarter. And you and I were talking about it. It hit. And then I, I wanted to stop. I didn't care about the game anymore. I wanted to <laughs> no more updates on the Warriors Spurs game. It was in and out of my life for a quarter. Yep. You made your money. Quit sending, quit sending me updates, action app. <laughs> um, let's just move on. I don't care about what the score is at the end of the third quarter. Uh, let's, let's fix that. Let's brainstorm it, find a way to get that, you know, out of there. Let's make it. So just once my bet hits the updates are done. There we go. There we go. There's Brandon's, there's Brandon's locks for Thursday, February 11th. Again, you can find them on Twitter at B Russ 35. Brandon, I got five picks here, including my brothel pick on the ice. And I'm rolling with Iowa State plus 12 at Kansas. Now, this is a loose lock for me because I don't know what the hell Iowa State is doing recently, but they've covered their last three games against Brandon's guys, West Virginia, Oklahoma, and TCU. Kansas has kind of taken a step back lately, and uh, I like what the Cyclones and Steve Prom are doing. And uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna roll with Iowa State plus 12 on the road. Again, it's a loose lock, but nonetheless, it is a lock. How do you feel about that, Brandon? I don't know. I mean, Iowa State – Two and what, 13 on the season? But they're, they're they hanging stink. around some of these teams. They they stink. I mean, is it – it's in Ames? <laughs> no, it's on the road. <laughs> oh, it's in Lawrence? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it depends on what Kansas team you get, man. Like, they could show up and just shoot the lights out of the building like they have multiple times this year, or they could just not be able to throw the ball into the ocean. Like, you don't you don't know what team you're going to get. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> They Iowa State has you know played decent the last couple of weeks. They did you know take West Virginia to the brink and uh, they've been playing decent in the Big Twelve, but they just are not what they used to be uh, back in the uh, you know few years back with uh, you know the likes of uh, Georges Niang and all of them couldn't stand those guys. But uh, I just I don't I don't know how to feel about that with not knowing which Kansas team is going to show up. I can't bet on Kansas right now, not knowing which one's going to show up. Yep. I agree. I can't bet on Kansas either. I do. Obviously it's at home. So I kind of like that for Kansas, but uh, I'm going to roll with, uh, with the Cyclones on the road plus 12. I also in my weeds uh, pick here, Brandon, I like uh, Moorhead state minus eight uh, at, at home against Tennessee state university. Moorhead State, um, they're going to be super mad. They're pissed off. They lost to uh, Austin P 75-74 earlier this week, and that snapped their eight-game cover streak, Brandon. So that's pretty impressive there. So I think they're going to bounce back. They're 14-5 and five against the spread this season. That's, uh, that's pretty impressive. I mean, that's no Drake, but Drake hasn't been able to cover recently. Um, again, you're the in-the-weeds guy. <laughs> I don't even know where Moorhead State is. Uh, I think it's – I'm going to say Kentucky. I couldn't tell you either. So um, uh, I'm going to say Kentucky. All right. You're going to do some looking that up. We're going to look that up real quick. Uh, right. I, I know where Tennessee State is, obviously. I, I hope Head you State do. is a public university in Moorhead, Kentucky. All bada right. Bing, boom, bada boom. You. You, can, you, you can come to the weeds with me. You know, it's fun over here. <laughs> I'm, you know, I just, I like to hang out. I don't want to, don't want to get too deep because if I get too deep, then I may never come out. Yeah, that's what I'm a little worried about. You might have to pull me out of the weeds here uh, later in this week or later down the road. So uh, there we go. There's my in the weeds pick, Moorhead State minus eight. My something fishy game of the week. I just came up with this. Uh, I like Tennessee Uh minus two and a half against SIUE. Now it's something fishy game of the week because Tennessee Tech is two and 18 
on the season. They're playing at home and they're two and a half point favorites over a team who is just under 500. So something fishy going on there. I don't know what it is, uh, but when I see those kind of lines, I'm going to stick with the team that I do not think can cover. And that's Tennessee tech minus two and a half. They're two and 18 on the season. They're at home. It seems too easy to take SIUE. So I'm going to roll a Tennessee tech in my something fishy game of the week. What the hell is SIUE? Uh, Southern something university some Eastern, I think. I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm I mean, ready. you want to talk I, about being in the weeds, dude. I, I like, might, you don't even exactly. know the name might, of this university. <laughs> I might be at that point now where I'm you can't pull me out of the weeds because you can't find me, you, you know. Yeah, we might you might be too far gone, my friend. Uh, <laughs> Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville. There, okay, there Edwardsville. Go. I thought it was Eastern. There we go. Anyways, I'm not taking them, they're the Maybe the better team. I'm rolling with Tennessee Tech minus two and a half, two and 18 on the season in my something fishy game of the week. And my last uh, basketball pick here, I'm rolling in the NBA. I like Indiana minus three versus Detroit. Uh, The spread has actually dropped two and a half points since it first came out uh, yesterday. I think a lot of people are on the Pistons because they uh, obviously got that win against the Brooklyn Nets big three. Then they covered against Los Angeles, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers in their uh, second game back so I, I really like Indiana here I think a lot of the public's going to be on Detroit so I'm going to roll with the Indiana Pacers minus three my second favorite NBA team maybe my first favorite NBA team soon if the Wolves don't start stop sucking some ass because they are god awful so uh, <laughs> I'm going to take Indiana minus three there and Brandon my last pick of the day Thursday February 11th we're going to the big old brothel coin the three dollars for one screw from Miss Kitty's or the $3 all night long check. So here we go, Bram. Uh, Oh, the game, of course. Your beloved Columbus Blue Jackets and the Chicago Blackhawks. Blackhawks minus 115 on the money line. Columbus Blue Jackets minus 105. The brothel coin, four and three. Chicago, the home team will be the Miss Kitty's um, one pinch gold dust for one screw. That's heads. And the other side, of course, will be tails. So here we go. Brothel coin, four and three on the season. Beautiful flip. And Brandon, I'm sorry, but we're going with the Chicago Blackhawks minus 115. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too good. That's good. The broth of coin, four and three on the season, looking to move to five and three on the I hope season. it goes four and four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Brandon's team can pick up that win. Yeah. Brandon, uh, that is episode 12, man. I uh, appreciate it. And just uh, any closing thoughts uh, before we wrap up here? Um. Catch me streaking at the Super Bowl next year for uh, for Piv for big bucks. <laughs> Book it. Book it. That's awesome. Also, a reminder that uh, Brandon and I are going to be debuting our FCS Pick'em uh, show, Coda FCS Pick'em show, YouTube show. Go Jacks. Go Bison. Obviously, I'm on the Bison. And uh, we just found out in this episode that B. Russ is rolling with the Jackrabbits this season. So it should be a nice uh, duo, a nice a little uh, friend rivalry, little uh, friend show rivalry, if you will. So again, that'll just be a all betting show around FCS football. Again, if you don't know uh, FCS football, that's fine because uh, we're going to try and help you out. But more importantly, we're just there to uh, win you some money. So it should be fun dropping next week, Brandon. Um, yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, we're spring football. You know, it's going to be a fun time. Uh, it's national championship or bust for my Jackrabbits. Um, we're setting the bar high. You know, we got some big time running backs coming back. 
uh, quarterbacks coming back. So, you know, we're going to, we're, we're going to be fine. We're, you know, we're going to be right there in the end uh, in Frisco. The gentleman, Hey, at least you know where the championship game is. <laughs> be Colorado rusted Stadium. a little research. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. So you can check that out on YouTube uh, next week. Again, we will have a season preview show early next week and then the week one preview later in the week. So Brandon, again, I appreciate you joining us here on episode 12 of the Mount Lockmore podcast and let's go win some money this weekend. Always, let's go. Let's go.